0: Welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, part of the Locked On Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Thomas Welch and today we will be previewing tonight's matchup against the Anaheim Ducks and John Gibson, who is arguably the hottest goalie in the league right now. We'll see if the blues came to play and if they can come out of this series with their first series win of the season. The blues matchup takes place tonight at 8 o'clock. And this is another one of those teams that on paper, it looks like the Blues should be well off against, should take care of them easily. If they're playing at their best game of hockey, firing on all cylinders, they should be fine and good to go. Uh, But this Ducks team should not be underestimated either. They've kind of been doing the same thing the Blues have all season, splitting their series. I think they took Vegas to overtime one game. I think they split with the Avalanche as well. So it's kind of a sleeper team. Uh, They don't really have a bunch of big names on their roster besides Gibson, obviously who, by the way, is rocking a 942 save percentage and already has two shutouts on the season. Uh, So if the Blues were ever going to run into a hot goaltender, it is John Gibson right now. I feel like he's a world beater, kind of like Ben Bishop was playing in the playoffs. Uh, We've run into these guys before. They've kind of been a thorn in our side. These are the types of goalies that can steal you games uh, single-handedly. So it's going to be absolutely crucial for the Blues to kind of feed off the energy that they had before this whole Mark Stone thing uh, kind of took the Twitter world by storm. Uh, and the goals by David Perron. I believe Ryan O'Reilly's been creeping up there in points. Tori Krug finally got the monkey off his back. Braden Shen's doing his thing all season long. Jordan Cairo, obviously, being that superstar, emphatic enigma. Obviously still got to get some guys going. I think Mike Hoffman's got to come around. Robert Thomas has been coming around. I think his play has improved a lot. And obviously in the stat books, he's always going to look good because he's got that passing mentality. He's going to get a lot of assists. Uh, But I think Craig Brewerby really wanted him to focus on his stick play, his back checking, his forward checking, grinding out of the corners, being strong on the puck, protecting the puck from the opposition. Because I feel like towards the beginning of the season, he was kind of struggling with that. I don't think he struggled with that as much last game. And I think we're going to continue to see him uh, trend upwards. But to me, this is another game where the Blues can go out and essentially assert their dominance. I mean, if they play to their potential, they should be able to handle this team easily. There's not a lot of world beaters. There's not a lot of guys that jump out of the page like, oh, crap, Uh, we got to prepare for this too. I mean, Comtois leads their team with four points, I think. Our team leader has seven. So I think just going off that alone, and even with the struggles of our offense and the struggles of our power play, uh, offensively speaking, we should be better off uh, production-wise than this Ducks team. So knowing that's an expectation going into the game, you gotta see, you got to see the Blues' blue line step up. The defense has to be on point tonight. Either that or if there's still kind of holes in it, they're still trying to figure some kinks out, what have you. Jordan Bennington's going to have to stand on his head and it's going to be a goalie war, which honestly I wouldn't mind seeing. I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think seeing Gibson and Bennington, two top 10 goalies in the league, go head-to-head uh just trying to wield their teams to victory would be a lot of fun but for the sake of my well-being and stress levels i'd much rather have the blues win in a blowout uh so hopefully they can put it all together uh play all three zones goaltending offense and defense get the special teams going and really take it to these guys and if they're lacking some offensive firepower uh, they could always lean on their new recruit adam wainwright Uh, who apparently just signed with the St. Louis Blues the other day, (laughs) but maybe he can bring his friend Nolan Arenado. Oh my god, what an absolute steal for the franchise for the next six years, I believe. He's gonna be locked up in the Cardinals. Uh, At least that's what all the reports show right now, but that is just absolutely massive news for the city of St. Louis. I I don't think I could go through this podcast without mentioning that at least once. So if you want to hear more about that, you can follow me on Twitter. I'll probably be tweeting about it a little bit here and there as snippets come out. But if you want to hear it more extensively, make sure you go check out Locked on Cardinals. They do a great job over there. Fantastic stuff. Always pumping out great content daily just like we do. Same thing except it's for the Cardinals instead of the Blues. So make sure you give them a listen. But unlike the Cardinals, who had to go out and acquire offensive potential, essentially in a piece that's similar to the Ryan O'Reilly trade uh, in terms of an impact level, but I feel like the Blues have that offensive potential, especially especially in the back end, especially on the defense, that they just haven't really tapped into. I mean, Colton Pareko's got a slapper that you write home about, Torrey Krug's that power play quarterback that we all know and love. Vince Dunn, I'm sure, wants to bounce back and show the rest of the team and fans that he deserves a spot on this team and belongs on this team, uh, like a lot of us know that he does. And I think this is the longest break that this Blues team has gotten in a while, really since the season started, I think. And it's right before a back-to-back, so Uh, I would not be surprised to see them come out guns blazing, uh, get an early goal, maybe like five minutes in, three minutes into the first period, and uh, let that kind of set the tone for the rest of the game. But I do think the key to this game, especially for the Blues, is uh, testing Gibson early, making him uncomfortable, making him move his feet, making him make some highlight reel saves that we know that he's capable of. We've already seen it this season plenty of times, but the more he makes those, the more he's going to be tired by the end of it, just wear him down. Uh, If the Blues get possession in the offensive zone, keep working the puck, keep firing shots on, Uh, eventually the great walls of Jericho, that is John Gibson, are going to fall. And that comes from having a productive offensive core, but it also stems from the defense having good breakouts, working the puck up quickly, uh, holding that blue line, doing all the things they can to help the offense do what they need to do to bring home this dub. And like I said, I think we got the ball rolling last game. David Perron with a couple goals. Uh, A lot of guys felt like we're getting more into their game than we have seen in games past, but you're playing without Tyler Bozak now, too, so you're trying to fill the role of Alex Petrangelo, who left, Jay Meester who left, and now Tyler Bozak and Bortuzzo. It's going to be a hard task for this team to do, given all the guys that they're missing, but I mean we've said it before, this team is a absolute force to be reckoned with on paper. We know what they're capable of. We know what each individual player is capable of. They have all the talent in the world. It's just a matter of putting it all together. And what better night to do that in than tonight's matchup against the Anaheim Ducks. And just a friendly reminder, if you don't follow the Twitter you probably didn't see this tweet, but just a friendly reminder that the Blues have not lost the first game of a series all season long. So if you like your odds there, if you like what I'm saying about the Blues offense, keeping the ball rolling, if you think the Blues goaltending and defense will match up better than the Anaheim Ducks will, check out BetOnline and throw some money on it. Uh, they've got prop bets if you think Jordan Bennington going to get a shutout, if you think Jordan Cairo is going to at least get a point or score a goal. You can bet the over or under, which I think is at 5.5 right now for tonight's game. Um, I think the Blues are the underdog, actually. Yeah, they're sitting at plus 163. So uh, if you like your odds there, if you think the Blues got a win in them tonight, like I said, check out betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. That's free money in your pocket to spend however you want. If you think the Blues uh, got a Stanley Cup championship in them, their odds right now are sitting at plus 2,000. So, you can make a lot of money there. There's no reason to be sitting on the sidelines any longer. Everyone's trying to make money on stocks, but why not bet on what you know? So, one more time betonline.ag, use that promo code locked on, and throw some money down on the Blues to win the cup because 2000 is a slap in the face. We'll be right back with a little more in depth breakdown of tonight's matchup after a word from our sponsors. So we've talked about how the Blues offense needs to keep that ball rolling and keep that momentum uh, going into this weekend and going into this back-to-back. Uh, I think getting that, getting that little break there to kind of regroup and figure things out as a unit, whether that be the power play, whether that be focusing on the penalty kill, whether that be uh, spotlighting a guy like Mike Hoffman and seeing how he can get more involved, I think that's fantastic for this team, especially in front of a back-to-back that they should win both games. But I think when it comes down to it, the difference maker, that needle pusher that we always talk about on this podcast, I'm sure you guys are getting sick and tired of hearing about it by now, but that needle pusher for this game is going to be the Blues defense. I think if the Blues defense shows up, uh, if Jordan Bennington is an absolute Swiss cheese in net, which I don't think I've ever seen him like that, even in the bubble, I think he was still above average. So uh, I think that's going to be the ball game. There's no way this Ducks team, how it's set up right now with the roster that it has right now, is going to be able to go through two lines of defense and the forwards and the defensemen and beat Jordan Bennington at the same time. There's no way. One of those aspects is going to have to get taken away whether the offense can't possess the puck The defense is making turnovers and throwing pizzas in the defensive zone or in the neutral zone. They can't move the puck up the ice or if somehow by a stroke of insane luck for this Anaheim Ducks team, Jordan Bennington catches a flu or just can't show up to the game uh, and can't play his hockey. So like I said, we've seen that momentum start rolling with this offense. So I'm not worried about it. I mean, even if we're only rolling one line like we have the last couple of games uh, in Kairu, Schwartz and Shen, I feel like they'll still be okay. Uh, if that line alone can just possess the puck in the offensive zone and fire shots on Gibson, make him uncomfortable, uh, get his feet moving, I feel like we'll be okay if our defense is playing strong. But that's the thing is our defense this season so far has kind of been shaky, even in games where Vince Dunn isn't in there. I know you guys like like calling him out for it and saying to trade him, but he's not the only guy. Gunnarsson's been walked before. Mikola is still a very raw talent in this league. Pareko's looked out of position a couple of times. Tori Krug has gotten beaten backdoor a couple of times. And I get there's a learning curve. I'm not trying to say that all these guys suck and we should expect them to suck every single night. I'm saying there's a learning curve uh, for the system and guys playing with new pairings, playing with new line mates. We've been talking about that over the last couple of pods. Um, But at some point, they got to figure it out, right? For this team to be successful, at some point, they have to figure it out. you got to be firing... On all three facets of the game in the playoffs for you to go all the way to the Cup because it's a marathon so there's no doubt in my mind that this team will get there Uh, it's just a matter of win and I feel like uh, this is a perfect opportunity for this Blues team to gain some confidence gain some momentum specifically the defense because I feel like a lot of these these Blues games uh, this season so far have been pretty high scoring uh, and I feel like they're not used to that they're usually they're used to playing a system of hockey that's stifling Uh, doesn't let their opponents breathe and the physicality comes. I feel like that will come as well, especially coming off of this non-suspension for Mark Stone and uh, Tyler Bozak injury. I'm sure there's a lot of frustration in the locker room, whether they feel like they're not playing well enough, uh, whether they think the league is against them in terms of suspension rulings. There's a lot of things at stake here that could potentially sway the outcome of the game, but I feel like in every... And every path you take and every way you look at it, I feel like the Blues still come out on top, unless you just look at John Gibson as having, so far at least, a Vesna caliber year, uh, and he could very well steal this game. So I think that's why it's so important for this offense to get involved early, and this defense to lock it down, because if we have the puck in their offensive zone for the entirety of the game, there's no way one of them doesn't squeak by John Gibson, and if he... And if he's up to the task all night long and he does figure it out and somehow doesn't let any buy on like 50 shots, hat tip to him, he did everything he could. And honestly, that might be good for this Blues team as well. It's like, dang, we had all of that offensive production and still couldn't find the back of the net. We're going to need to bring it even more and bring it at a higher intensity uh, once we get to the playoffs because a lot of teams in the playoffs, especially the ones that go deep, have solid goaltenders. That's why I think Colorado's not ready yet because Grubauer's not at that level. But a team like Vegas, a team like Tampa Bay, team like Vancouver, now with Holpe, all of these guys have fantastic goaltending, and you're going to have to figure out these tendies at some point to make it deep in the playoffs. So what better way to start that um, than a couple games, eight games into the season, and facing a dude as hot as John Gibson is, is what I'm saying. So I feel like this will be a good challenge for this Blues team, we'll see if they're up to the task. But one person who I'm positive will be up to the task is Jordan Kyrou. Now, to give you guys at home kind of an idea of just how well Jordan Cairo is doing uh, league wide, he has—he's currently sitting at seven points in seven games. Right? Sidney Crosby has seven points as well, but he has seven points in eight games. Taylor Hall has seven points in eight games. Steven Stamkos has six points in five games. Elias Pettersson has six points in ten games. Now, if we slim that narrative down even further to just even strength points, Jordan Cairo has more than Austin Matthews and Quinn Hughes. He's also shooting at a 15% clip right now. So for a guy that's still trying to make his mark on this league and still make an impact with his name, uh, he's already done it against Eric Carlson and Alex Petrangelo, putting him on his highlight reel. He's shown that he has what it takes on the defensive side of the puck, as well as well as well far beyond what I think anyone expected on the offensive side of the puck but he's winning those puck battles. He's winning those stick battles. Uh, he's doing all the things that Coach Baruby teaches, uh, grinding in the corners, turning defensive plays into offensive plays. And I think coaches can do everything right, right? Be like a Hall of Fame coach, have the best speeches, have the best system, have the best way of communicating to, you, to your guys that this is what I want you to do. This is how we're going to be successful A, B, and C. It's one of those things like you can lead the horse to water, but you can't make it drink, right? I feel like, Ken Hitchcock kind of ran into that problem when he had independent contractors who really only wanted to go out and play for themselves. They didn't have a team mentality. They weren't going out getting food afterward, hanging like bros, like the team that we are now. Uh, And I think that was a good transition for us to kind of get into that mindset of not only building a team with talent, but building a team with talent and a culture around them and a friendship between each member of the team. But I think not only does Berube have the system for this team to be successful, he's kind of got the algorithm down to a T, but it's obvious that he's made it easy on young guys to buy in because they see results fast, right? And a guy like Jordan Cairo, the more you do these things that he tells you to do and the more you see results from doing those things, it's just going to feed your confidence every more. And the more he gives them pats on the back, the more he's going to feel confident shooting the puck. And play loose, and I think that's one of the big things that uh, rookies have when they make their debuts in the NHL is they're so stiff, they're so tight, um, they're so nervous that they don't want to go out and mess up, they don't want people to notice them and then have the target on their back and then like three games in already asking for people's head, right? Blues fans, I know you know what I'm talking about. But Jordan Cairo doesn't seem like that. He seems like he wants to be out there every shift. He wants to have that, not that target on his back, but he wants that spotlight. He wants to be the center of attention. He wants to be the guy scoring the goals. He wants to be the guy in the highlight reel. And I think with every little notch in his armor and every little pin on his laurels of him achieving that, going out and achieving that, we're going to see it more and more. And I cannot wait to see uh, the version of Jordan Cairo that we have at the end of the season. But at the end of the day, this team is basically a system of moving cogs, right? And especially when you've got new cogs in your system, you got to figure out how they fit together. Um, I think they will figure out how they fit together and eventually become a well-oiled machine. But if you have a machine sitting in your driveway that's not well-oiled and it's not working very well and you need some parts for it, you got to check out rockauto.com because chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. I know it, you know it, we all know it. If I'm 20 years old end up in a mechanic shop and they look at me and be like this dude's never touched a car in his life they're gonna charge me more money and why wouldn't you right i don't know what i'm talking about so for me it's an easy no-brainer to go shop online where they can't see me and can't make that judgment and i know that they have all the parts i need because they have a massive assortment and rock auto is great because there's no sign in there's no check-in there's no wait time i don't need a membership or an account login nothing like that i just go buy my part They ship it to me, and then I put it on the car. And Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving auto part customers online for 20 years, so go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. So like I said, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Now maybe you're shopping on rockauto.com because your car has a problem with its gas tank and you don't have enough gas in the tank to go to the store and get it figured out yourself. Well, kudos to you for shopping online at Rock Auto because they do it better anyways. But if you want to put some gas in your tank, you got to check out BuiltBar.com because BuiltBar is the best tasting protein bar you will ever have. They aren't chalky, grainy masses of sand like your usual run-of-the-mill protein bar are. These are some gooey, chewy goodness. And you're not picking from four of like chocolate, caramel, Uh, cookies and cream, and that's it. You've got 18, let me repeat that, 18 flavors with six new ones. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp, along with the 12 OGs, coconut almond, raspberry, German chocolate, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, toffee almond, coconut, and peanut butter brownie. Wow. Just an absolute assortment. flavors for you to choose from so your workout never gets old. Now listen, each bar has only about 150 calories and like 15 grams of protein per bar, only 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams of net carbs. So if you're looking at protein bars in the pharmacy section of Walmart or Walgreens or whatever it may be and you're looking at a protein bar that says meal replacer, 600 calories, yeah this ain't it. This is all streamlined goodness. Uh, You're getting all of the bulk with none of the fat, so all that cardio you've been doing, all that treadmill, uh, all those crunches, it's paying off. You're not just working against yourself here. So check out BuiltBar.com right now and use that promo code locked on. You'll get 20% off your next order. And like I said, they're the best tasting protein bars you'll ever have. I promise I eat them every day, even if you don't work out. Even if you just want like a granola bar to start the day, something to get you energized that's still going to taste great and not have to choke it down. Built Bars are great for that too. It doesn't just have to be a workout protein bar. Uh, I eat them all the time as a snack. So one more time, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. And now, let's do some predictions. So, I think there's two paths that you can essentially go in tonight's game. I think the Blues either blow out the Kings, uh, or the Blues squeak out a victory against a very good goaltender. I don't think the Blues are going to lose. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't have the offensive firepower. Even if the Blues come out and just play zero defense at all, I don't think uh, this Ducks lineup, as the roster is built right now, will be able to outproduce the Blues forwards. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. So in my mind, it's either... Uh, the Blues defense doesn't show up, still doesn't play well, still is trying to find their footing um, in the pairings and the chemistry and the communication between each member. And we have a goalie war, which I think would be a lot of fun, especially with two top top 10 tendies in the league right now. Man, say that 10 times fast. Um, Jordan Bennington and John Gibson, I mean, that would be a battle of the ages for sure, especially because they're both playing out of their mind hockey. Could I see the Blues potentially losing that? Mm, probably, but I also don't think uh, the Ducks' offense would be able to challenge Bennington like the Blues' offense would be able to challenge Gibson, even if it's a back-and-forth tennis match like that. So, The other alternative here is the Blues' defense does figure it out, or to some degree figures it out. Uh, comes out, shows up, shows out. The Ducks never even get a sniff at, the, at a goal. Jordan Binnington makes every save look like a can of corn all night long, and the next thing you know, the Blues win 5-1 to one or 5 nothing. I don't know. Um, but I do think it, this game has blowout potential, especially because of, like I mentioned earlier, uh, the frustration surrounding uh, not only the Bortuzzo injury from the past, but now Bozak, too, both go unpunished. I think I think even though they're not playing Vegas anymore, I think we're still going to see a much more physical Blues team because the defense kind of runs right alongside of that so I think as they get more physical they'll get more defensively sound as well and I think at the end of the day the blues come out on top so I think uh for that reason I'm gonna take tonight for me it feels like an easy option to take Jordan Bennington as the locked on player of the game regardless of the outcome um, just because if it is if it doesn't get into a goalie war uh I think that that would be a sweet shot to say hey he went out and beat a guy who was on pace for a Vesna Trophy. And if it's not a goalie war, then I feel like he's still going to have to be up to the task, too, you know, because I don't think I don't think you can just say, oh, Blues turn a 180 tonight and their defense looks better than it ever has before. I don't see that happening especially with the way the defense has been playing. There's a lot of cohesive parts that aren't playing cohesive right now, and it's not just Vince Dunn. It's Mikola trying to find his footing in the NHL. It's Tori Krug trying to find his footing in the system. It's Colton Pareko trying to assume his role as an assistant captain. There's a lot of things moving around for this team right now, specifically this defense, that it doesn't make sense for them to just go out and figure it out just like that. So I think there's still gonna be a learning curve, and I think their defense is still gonna struggle tonight. So that's why I think a lot of this game is going to revolve around Jordan Bennington being up to the task um, and standing on his head again. And since he is a top 10 goalie in the NHL and he did lead us to a Stanley Cup run, I think he will be more than capable of doing that for us and the Blues will emerge victorious. I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. You can follow my personal Twitter, at 12 or 15 but make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and also check out locked on nhl when you get a chance they don't just talk about the blues they talk about everything going around in the league so if you want to hear more about the patrick lyon trade if you want to hear more about elias Petterson's struggles if you want to hear more about the kevin fiala suspension that had an emphasis on the player getting injured um but that didn't have an emphasis on tyler bozak in the past ruling really, i'm not upset about it, whatever. Like I said, checked out Locked On NHL. They handle all the NHL news, not just the Blues news, and they do a great job over there. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, you can drop a review if you like, uh, leave some criticism or some positive feedback, whatever it may be. We're always trying to improve this product for you guys and make it as cool as possible, because without you guys, it wouldn't be possible at all. So like I said, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, let's go Blues.